Okay, I want to draw your attention to verse 15. Okay, that's our key verse for today. There's a lot of stuff here, and, and things are going in many different directions. To try to end the book today, I need to unify it all. And I'm going to unify us with verse 15, because this is the key verse of this section, and then we'll look back at, at, other, at other verses. Look at verse 15. Now, and I'm going to read here in um, the New American Standard, which will, you can look at your NIV or whatever you're using. Some of you may have the New American Standard, but I'm going to read from, there's a few reasons I won't go into why, but I'm just going to use it today. Um, but you'll, you won't be lost if you're using the NIV. So Galatians 6.15. I just read it in the NIV, but now I'm using the American Standard. For neither is circumcision anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creation. For neither is circumcision anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creation. So he's emphasizing, he's bringing everything together with this idea of new creation. Um, that it, it's not about um, external things like circumcision and, and keeping the law and, and keeping these ceremonial laws like circumcision from Moses' law. What counts, what matters, what is fundamental to the Christian faith is new creation. That you, as a human being, have been made by God a new creation. And so that's the question I want to hear. Since we're ending the book of Galatians today, that's the question I want to put to each one of us. I want every one of you today to consider this question and to think about this question. Are you a new creation? Does that describe you? Is that who you are? Are you a new creation, uh, new, newly created by the work of God, by the work of the Holy Spirit, by the work of what Jesus has done for you? Are you a new creation? Has, has God created uh, a new, something new in your heart, done a new work in your heart, given you new desires and a faith and a love and a hope and, and, and done this work in your life, a response to Jesus Christ and a response to God? Has he, has he done this work in your life? We call it, sometimes we call this regeneration. Um, has, he, has he made you a new creation? Has he recreated you? So it's, it's much different from uh, come, to the, come to my religion and uh, uh, come, become a part of this religion, and here are the rules that you follow. Do these things and, um, and, 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 and do these things, and, and, this, and once you're doing all these things, then you are part of the religion. Instead, it's no, no, no. It's, it's none of those things. It's the, a work of God, a, a transformational work of God within, a new creation that he recreates you. Um, within. He regenerates your very, in, you know, your internal, uh, who you are on the inside. He, re, he regenerates your heart. He, he regenerates your, your, your will and your mind and your heart. And you are a new person on the, end, on the inside, a new creation. He created the world, but in Jesus Christ, he recreates human beings. He recreates them. Have you been recreated? Are you just are you just uh, doing some things? Are you just uh, adopting some ideas and some beliefs? Or have you been, has God himself done a work inside of you and recreated you? That's what the Christian faith really is. That's what Paul's so upset about is that, they, is that they're going back to, to the Mosaic law and to circumcision and they're abandoned. They're turning their back on what, what, the, what the Christian life really is. Uh, they're turning their back on this new creation. Um, what's the opposite of new creation? Look at, look at the beginning. He says, for neither is circumcision anything nor uncircumcision. For neither is circumcision anything nor uncircumcision. Neither one or anything. So that, that, that's, this, that's the other side. What does that mean? 
That's the other side. That's, the, that's the, uh, th- this new religion that's being brought in, this new gospel, new religion that's being brought in that Paul's teaching against among these churches in, in Galatia. Um, also, verse 12, look at verse 12. He says, Though, uh, th- this is the other religion. This is the new teachers. This is the other side. So over here we have new creation, and on this side we have circumcision, but let's hear a little bit more about what he means by circumcision. Verse 12, those who desire to make a good showing in the flesh, in the flesh, in the physical, uh, who you are, uh, in, your, in your own body, they try to compel you to be circumcised simply so that they will not be persecuted for the cross of Christ. And then read on, one more verse. For those who are circumcised do not even keep the law themselves, but they desire to have you circumcised so that they may boast in your flesh. So the idea, and you say, what, what is all that stuff? The, the idea here, what does circumcision stand for? Circumcision stands for um, a, a kind of religion where it's, it's based upon external actions. It's based upon religious actions. It's based upon things that, that you can do, that anybody can do. They can take up the practice. They can get circumcised. They can keep these feast days. They can eat the right food, the clean food. They can keep all these rituals or ceremonial laws. They can keep these things. Um, and they're religious actions and they're external actions, but they're also only human actions. He's saying keep the Mosaic law, and the only thing they have to keep it with is their own flesh. It's the work of their own self, their own flesh, their own sinful nature, their own who they are in and of themselves apart from God, apart from the work of the Spirit. He's saying you've basically taken up a religion that's all external. It's all, it's all just like religious things that you do. It's all based in your own flesh, in your own power, and it's all for seeking praise. It's for seeking the praise of people. You're trying to avoid persecution, the people who don't like you because you aren't keeping the Mosaic law, uh, other Jews who aren't Christians. Um, uh, you're trying to avoid persecution from them, and you're trying to get praise, and you're trying to boast in not only your own circumcision and your own keeping, but also converting other people to this. They're trying to convert many people. You know, they're counting their circumcisions. How many people can I convert to the Mosaic law? How many people can I convert to Moses' law and this new religion? And they can turn their back on Paul and become part of my church, my way of doing things. So, but what's the opposition for us here many, many years later? The opposition is between renewal in the heart by the work of Jesus alone, divine, the work of God, an internal action of God versus an external action, a human action, religious, yes, but external, human, uh, and an action that is, is seeking the praise. Other people can see and is seeking the praise of other people. Many people's religion is just this. It's just a bunch of rules. It's a bunch of ideas. It's external. It's, it's, uh, it is something that they're trying to do. They're trying to manage. They're trying to do all these things and get all this done. Um, and they're doing it to the other people around them who believe the same things, will approve of them and praise them. And, and, and like them for, for what they're doing, um, but, and they're doing it in themselves with their own willpower, with their own strength, with their own mind, with their own heart. It's coming from them. And so it's, it's severely flawed, and it's filled with sin, and it's not at all uh, what God had in mind. Instead, what God wants to do and what he's doing in Jesus Christ is a new creation. It's radical. It's a complete renewal within um, it's, it's, be, it's like being made again. Is, which one of these is your, is your Christianity? Which one of these is your religion? Which one of these is your faith? Is, does it look more like this? 
Is it really on you and what you're doing? And is it, is it, on, uh, is it about making sure that other people approve of you and sort of focused on yourself and focused on praise as it was for these teachers in verse 12 and 13 that Paul talks about? Is it circumcision? Is it like circumcision, something external? Or is it new creation? Is it new creation? Is it something that is not anything that you do, but something that he did for you? It's something that he did for you and birthed in you and and did this work inside of you. It's something that was all a God action, an internal divine action, an action of God within. Not a human action, not an external action, not uh, an action seeking praise, but an action recognizing your sin and recognizing your need and recognizing only your law, that you need everything. You need to be redeemed. You need to be forgiven. And that it was all God who stepped in. Not I did this and I did this and I met God halfway or I did this stuff for God and then he blessed me. No, none of that. It is I come to God sinful and he renews me within. He does the work entirely. It's new creation. It's someone who's dead who comes alive, dead in sin and now alive to God. Now they have, they have, they have a, a living, a, a new spiritual life they never had before. Uh, they're alive to God. They are that uh, they have a faith in God. They have a faith in Jesus. They have uh, new desires and new feelings within and new motivations within that weren't there before. So are you a new creation? Consider that this morning. Um, look at verse 7. Look at verse 7. Verse 7. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Um, and that's, this is like he's getting their attention. Don't be deceived. Don't believe something different than what I'm about to tell you. God is not mocked. Um, You can't fool God. You can't thumb your nose at God. For whatever a man sows, this he will also reap. Now, you may hear that and think, well, wait a second. Have we suddenly gone back to salvation by works? That sounds like salvation by works. That's not what he's, that's not what, that's not the point he's getting at. He's saying something, he's saying something completely different um, from that. Um, This is what he says. This is how he explains that. And by the way, that's just a proverb. That's just a maxim of the time. And Paul brings in this maxim of the time, and then he gives it his Christian interpretation. But this maxim was, for whatever a man sows, uh, that this he will also reap. But what's the explanation? This. For the one who sows to his own flesh, NIV says sinful nature, will from the flesh reap corruption, but the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. Now, what does that mean? Is that saying, if you do good deeds, you'll merit eternal life? No. No, no, no. It's saying if you act, if you, have, if you have new creation, if you have been recreated by God and you are now acting by the power of the Spirit because you're a new person, because the Holy Spirit is within you, and now you are living, uh, you're sowing to the Spirit, you are acting in the power of the Spirit is the idea the end result of living a life empowered by the Spirit. It doesn't mean sinlessness. We've covered that a thousand times during this series on Galatians, but remember that. But it does mean a real change, a real completely different life from what was before. Living by the power of the Spirit. If you're living by the power of the Spirit, the final stage of that life uh, when Christ returns or at death is eternal life, right? Uh, Life in the new age. Um, And uh, the other side is if you act by the power of the flesh. If you act by the power of the flesh. For if the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption or death or destruction. Could be any of those those words there. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. He's basically saying, you know, there's two ways in life. 
There's a life that, where you're a new creation and you're living by the power of the Spirit. God has done something. The Holy Spirit's within you and you're living out of that. And that is a life that's going towards eternal life. And over here, a life that is uh, lived in the flesh. It is uh, your power. It is your flesh. It is what you can do on your own. It is you trying to, 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 to do it on your own, to merit uh, merit salvation to earn the praise of other people, and it's and it's a focus on external actions. Usually, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm doing the other thing, um, and but it's but it's all just your life and your power instead of something that is empowered by God, something that 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 it has begun inside of you in your spirit and mind, and is pouring out now in actions, and, and it does come out in actions, but it begins within a work of God that God does within. Which one is it? Are you sowing to the Spirit or are you sowing to the flesh? And basically what he's saying to the Galatians is what these other teachers, you're thinking about these other teachers. You're th- I taught you this, but you're thinking now, you know, that sound, they have a lot of rules and it sounds really interesting and they've got a lot of stuff over there in the Mosaic Law and they're bringing in things Paul never told us. Wow, Paul just sort of gave us this little tiny bit, but man, they're giving us all this new exciting stuff. Moses is fascinating. We're learning all this stuff. We're learning all these things that we can do, all these ways we can walk, uh, all these ways that we can do these external rituals and ceremonies and all these things that we can do over here. That looks good. And he's saying, do you realize that's, that's the opposite life of Christianity? That's living a life of sowing to the flesh. You're, going, you're, you're ba- turning your back on God, turning your back on what Jesus has done, and you're going to live a life of religion that is just externals and in human power instead of God's power, instead of living by God's power, um, instead of uh, this is all by grace, it's all a gift, completely a gift, completely you're a sinner, and he gifts you to over here. It's like, no, if I, if I straighten up slowly but surely, if I straighten up and do good things, then I can, I'm a better person, and I'm a better person, and I get closer to God, and I get closer to God, and I get closer to God. No, no, no. It's Become a child of God by grace, day one, second one, by the work of Christ, and then be renewed within and become a new creation, and then live out of the power of the Spirit instead of that kind of religion. So he's contrasting these two ways, these two ways of living. Now, what does new creation look like? Okay? I'm going to take you to, a, to two verses that will tell us a little bit about what does it look like if someone is a new creation. Look at verse 9. Look at verse 9. Verse 9. Let us not lose heart in doing good, for in due time we will reap if we do not grow weary. So then, while we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, and especially to those who are of the household of the faith. And the household of the faith means the church. It means uh, those who are Christians already. The family, household is another term for family, the family of the faith. The NIV says family, actually, the family of believers. Um, So this is what new creation looks like, uh, doing good to all people, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Um, The contrast, once again, let's think back to the contrast between the two. Um, Why is he telling this to the Galatians? Why is he telling this to the Galatians? Because they've become focused upon the Mosaic law now and these external rituals and all this other stuff and these ceremonies and doing things in their own flesh, that's what they become, that's what they become interested in as their religion. And Paul's, and Paul's saying, you, 
It's, it's like, it's like you, you, you're abandoning what I, what I taught you. What I taught you is that when Jesus, is, when, the, when Jesus is at work within you, when you become a new creation, the Holy Spirit's at work in you. It's not all these religious things you're doing. It's not now I'm doing this religious thing and this religious thing and this ceremony and this ritual and this ritual and this ritual and I'm doing all these outward things. No, he says what's going to happen is you're going to be internally changed so that you have God's love within you. God's love for who? Human beings around you. And you're just going to start to act out of that love. God has, if God renews you, if he recreates you, then you have God's love for human beings within you, and you're going to start to act out of that love, whatever that looks like. It doesn't look especially religious. you got to remember, at this time, we think of, we're Christians, and we're 2,000 years into this, this church and Christianity thing, so we think of religion as loving other people. We think that way. That's not the way the religious people thought at that time. They thought of religion as things you do that are religious, right? Activities you engage in and things that you do uh, like that. But he's saying, no, guys, it's not going to look like all that. It doesn't look like all those Moses laws. It looks very simply like you just doing good to people. That's religion. That's the life that God's called you to. That's why he saved you. That's how he wants you to spend your Mondays, your Tuesdays, your Wednesdays, your Thursdays, your Fridays, your Saturdays. He does want you to gather on the Lord's day, and that's why we're here. But he wants you to spend most of your time, most of your days, just doing good to people, and not just Christians. Notice he begins with, to all people, okay? To all people. That means every kind of person, every different kind of person, believers or not believers, um, uh, from whatever ethnicity, whatever background, whatever tribe, whatever, what, wherever they come from, whatever they look like, do good. That's, that is what new creation's all about. <laughs> new, when you're recreated by God within, this is what it's, it's not going to look like. I'm doing religious things, amazing, amazing religious things. Everybody can see my religion and, the, and all these external things. That, no, no, they're just going to see you in the neighborhoods and in the workplace and in the church and in the school and going all around and doing good to people, doing good to people, doing good to people. That's what, if God gets hold of you, if he works within you, that's what it's going to look like. And that's how you can judge whether you're a new creation or not. This is what's happening. God's given me a love that I didn't have before, and I'm doing good to people now. Um, I still sin. I still have weaknesses and flaws. Yes, we do. But we're, some new stuff is working in us that wasn't there uh, before, and we're doing good to people. Um, it's not about external religious actions, but God's love. But, but if you have God's think about this. Jesus came into the world, and he didn't just die for Jews, right? He died for people everywhere. He died for reform guys. I know, I know. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. You know, slow down, calm down. I'm saying when we when we say all in the in the scriptures, we're talking about usually the emphasis is on people of all kinds, people from everywhere, from every different kind of person. Obviously, not everybody becomes a Christian, but but it is true that the love is. God's love is being expressed. And we're supposed to take the gospel to everyone because as far as we know, anyone could respond. Anyone and everyone could respond. And so we are to take the gospel to everyone. And so our love for people, God, if that's God's love, if he, if he said, I, I'm dying uh, to offer, the, offer salvation in the gospel, that I want you to take that out to everyone. And I want you to give that message to everyone then that means um, if you have God's love within you, the same love that sent Jesus to the cross, then you are to be taking it out to everyone, to all different kinds of people, loving them, doing good to them, because God's love is within you. But then he says, he, and then he says, 
uh, especially to those who are of the household of faith, because God loves the people of, of all different kinds everywhere. He has a gospel for all of them. He's inviting them all into his family, but he's also already saved some, and some are also already in the family, and so we also have a special love for them because it's a family love, right? It's a family love for brothers and sisters, mothers and fathers and children of the faith. But this is what it looks like when you're a new creation. And he says, don't grow weary in this. He's saying to the Galatians, why are you going back to this externalism and this circumcision and this mosaic law and all that? That's not what we're doing, guys. That's not what this is all about. It's about a new creation that transforms you from within and you do good to all people. Let's not go back. Let's not go. Let's don't grow weary in doing good. I taught you to do good. And what are you doing now? Moses's law 24 seven. 24-7, you're just back, you're getting into Moses' law and all this ceremonial and ritualistic stuff. That's not it. What we want you to be doing 24-7, what, what God wants is, is working in you, what he wants to work in you is love, doing good to people 24-7. That's what he wants to be working in you. God's love for us. Don't grow weary. Don't, don't, don't abandon this uh, and turn away from this. Um, okay. Just a few other verses we need to look at. Uh, three other verses. Verse 14. We sang this from this theme this morning. Let's take it back to how this, where this all comes from, right? But may it never be. He's saying that they're boasting in their flesh. They're boasting in their converts. They're boasting in other people's flesh that they have converted and they're keeping the law. They're boasting in externals. They're boasting in their own, their own flesh, their own power. And he's saying, he says, may it never be that I would boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is not me, Paul says. It is all Jesus. It is that Jesus came into this world and he died on the cross for me, Paul says. He, I was a sinner and he took my sin away from me. He removed the guilt from me. He removed uh, the punishment from me. He removed all that from me and he set me free from that. And that's my boast. My boast is not in myself. My boast is not in anything, what I'm doing. My boast is in the Lord Jesus, what he has done for me. I'm a Christian. I'm a new creation, not because of me, not because of my flesh. It's this internal work is a work that only God could do, and it was done by the work of Jesus Christ. And I've been saved by what Christ did. I boast in the cross of Jesus Christ, uh, through which the world has been crucified to me, and I to the world. In other words, he's saying that that goes to the new creation idea, which he picks up in the which he picks up in two verses, which we've already we've already looked at. But the idea is my old life, my life in the world before, my life in the world uh, apart from God and apart from Christ is dead. I'm dead to that old world, and I'm a new creation now. It's another way of saying I'm a new creation. When when Jesus died on the cross and I put my faith in Him, I died with Him. That old life, that old world, died away. And now I'm a new creation. Uh, something old has passed away and something new has been, has been born. Um, we boast in Jesus. All of this, if you remember that the gospel message is uh, what God has done for us, not what we have done. Uh, it is what God has. The, does the Bible teach us things to do? Yes, it does. It tells us things that we should do, most definitely. But none of those things he tells us to do have anything to do with salvation, with new creation with being regenerated. That's God's work. 
And so when we preach the gospel and what he's trying to remind them of is the gospel, remember what Jesus has done for you. Remember what the Father has done for you. Remember what the Holy Spirit has done for you. This is the, this is the essential truth of the gospel message. This is, what, this is what we need to rejoice in. To remember to boast in something is to rejoice in it, to exult in it, uh, to celebrate it, to, to, to be excited about it. Um, and this is what... Um, Paul is saying he is celebrating and rejoicing in the fact that Jesus has died for him. And Jesus is offering this same new creation, this same salvation to, to people everywhere of all kinds and all places. Um, look at verse 16. For, and, those who, and, and he says, right after the thing about new creation, he says, and those who will walk by this rule, peace and mercy be upon them. That is to say, the Israel of God. Okay. And those who will walk by this rule. When you hear that, I think what we, what we often hear, we hear walk by this rule. You might think, oh, now we're talking, are, are we once again, are we, are we back to law again? Is he saying, if you walk by the rules, if you do all the things right, um, then there'll be peace and mercy upon you. No, of course not. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's the opposite of what he's been teaching this whole book. That's the opposite of the gospel. When he says rule, rule is used in different ways. He's meaning the standard, the, the, the truth, the thing that, 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 they, that they believe, the essential thing that they believe, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ, new creation. If you walk by, he's just said, what matters, what counts is new creation. And then he says, and those who walk by this rule, new creation, the idea of all that matters is being a new creation. If you walk by that, faith in Jesus Christ alone for your salvation and being made a new creation, um, if you walk by that rule, then peace and mercy is on you. And, and then he says, and don't miss this, he says, that is to say, who am I talking about? The Israel of God. Now, do you know what he just did there? He said, you and me, everyone in this room who has faith in Jesus Christ and has been recreated by God is part of Israel. You are part of Israel. There's not a plan for Israel and a, a plan for, for ethnic Israel and a plan for God's people. There's one Israel of God, and it includes Jews and Gentiles who have been renewed and recreated by Jesus Christ. It includes Jews and Gentiles. It's not just Gentiles. It's Jews and Gentiles. Paul himself is a Jew. It is all from every place, every walk who have been recreated by God. They are the Israel of God, not ethnic Israel. Not Israel according to the flesh, but is the Israel of God. They are God's people. And so in the Old Testament, when it's talking about Israel and the promises to Israel, those aren't for a nation in Palestine. Those are for you and for me. We are the Israel of God. By God's grace, by the work of Jesus Christ, you are the Israel of God and I am the Israel of God. When you're recreated within, you are brought in, Jew or Gentile, whoever you are, Scottish, Danish, you know, wherever you're from, you are brought into the Israel of God. You're part of the Israel of God. Um, and uh, and that's, that's who we're, we're speaking about here. Um, that's who Paul's speaking about. Those, they have peace and mercy is upon them. Um, verse 18, how does he end? The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, brethren. Amen. And there is the gospel, right? That final blessing is just another statement of the gospel. What is all this about? In Jesus Christ, 
The undeserved favor of God is upon you. You didn't deserve it, but God did it anyway. He gave you a gift to his people. The undeserved favor of God is upon you in Jesus Christ. Because of what Christ has done, you have received favor, blessing, reward from God, life with God, new creation, forgiveness, all of the things. There's a long list of blessings in the Bible that are listed. All these blessings, all spiritual blessings are yours because of Jesus. Not because of a single thing you did, but because of Jesus. But because Jesus worked in you and made you a new creation. That's why. You have all this because, because, because you did this? Nope. Because you did this? Nope. Because you, nothing to do with you. Because God did something within you. He did this work of new creation. And now he is at work in you and work through you. And so grace is upon you. So um, here's what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to wrap this up. There are three verses. If you're real, real uh, attentive, maybe there's an engineer here or something. Um, if you're real attentive to details, you've noticed I haven't preached on three verses. Um, and that's, now I'm realizing I'm running out of time and there's three verses. They aren't verses that are sort of essential to the theme, but they're helpful verses. So what I think I'm going to do is send out uh, just a few uh, notes on those three verses. Um, uh, yes, okay, I'll tell you what verses they are. 6, 11, and 17. Um, note them, 6, 11, 7, go back and read them. There's not something I'm hiding in those verses. It's just, it, it, it supplements, but it wasn't as much to the main topic at hand. Um, just as one example, one of the verses is the one about him writing in large letters. Large, I'm writing in large letters. Great verse. I love that verse. Uh, and basically he's just saying, guys, I'm underlining everything I'm saying now because I'm ending the book and I want you to know, okay, see, I am preaching on it. And I want you to know that this is the gospel and this is the most important thing. New creation, underline, bold letters, big, really he was writing in big letters. The, the guy who'd been writing the rest of the letter, um, Paul had just been telling him what to write down and he'd been writing it down and he had a nice script. But Paul, not being a professional writer, uh, grabs the grabs it and begins to write in big letters. You know, it looks like it looks maybe like a sixth grader has taken it. Sorry, sixth graders. A third grader has taken over now. He's writing in his big untutored letters, um, and uh, but but he's doing it because he wants to say he wants to say, pay attention to this. I'm writing in big letters. I'm writing in big letters now. Get this at the end. Don't miss this. What I'm saying at the end about new creation, and about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, so let me, let me conclude with this. Are you a new creation? No, no question this morning could be more important for you to consider this. Are you a new creation? Has God, worked, has God done this work within you? Have you seen a transformation within you that some, God has worked faith in you and worked love in you and worked, worked uh, repentance in you, an acknowledgement of your sin and, and, and humility in you? I'm not saying perfection, but I'm talking about real faith, though, real humility, a real humbling, a real love. Do you see that work of God within you? Do you see that that's, that that's, that that's what's taken place? Um, or do you see that your religion is mostly just about externals and sort of going through motions and nothing really has happened within? And now let me say this. Take from Jesus what he is giving. There's not any gauntlet you have to jump through. There's not any, uh, there's not any uh, big ordeal that you have to go through in order to take what Jesus is giving. He's giving new creation. He's offering it to you right now. This very, if you don't have it, he's offering it to you right now, this very moment. 
He's saying, give your life to me and ask and, and recognize that only I can save you and put all your faith in me to save you. And I will save you. I will save you and I will begin a work of new creation within you. I will begin to work this faith and this hope. But, it, but, but, but it, when it comes down to it, it's just the gospel messages we're supposed to tell every human being alive. Jesus is giving this. He's giving it. He's offering it. He's not here to, to destroy you. He's here to give it, give it, give it, give it. It's offered out. He's holding it out to you. Take what he's giving. Take what he's giving. Take it in your hands. Take it. He's giving it. It's grace. It's free. It's undeserved. No, you don't have to do that, that, or the other thing to get it. Take it. He's giving it. Take what he's doing and let God's and work, begin to work on you and see what he does. I'm not talking tomorrow you'll be, a, you'll be a completely different person. I'm talking a work will begin and a work will continue and a work will start in you, and it will be a work of humbling, a work of love, all the things we've been talking about, a work of beginning to do good to other people. But, but brothers and sisters, it is free. It is free. What the Judaizers were doing was coming in and saying, no, it's not free. You got to do Da, 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 all this. All, you got to keep it all in line. You got to keep all the balls in the air. You got to keep all this happening, all this happening. And if you, as long as you keep it happening, as long as you're doing it all, you'll be good with God. But if it starts to slip, you and God ain't good anymore. Guess what? You can be good with God today and know that you're getting good with God for eternity. For eternity, this life and the next. But ask for him to forgive you of your sins, to forgive you of your sins, that he, what he died on the cross for, and to do a work in you, to do a, new, a work of new creation, to renew you, recreate you with him, make you a different person. Uh, put, the, put, put your old life, the life, uh, the life of the world that you lived before to death, and give you a new life. Let's pray.